This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 266. Marion Spurgeon goes online. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back to the program and welcome back to this ongoing Double Down series where we're putting out two episodes a week, specifically highlighting those people who have done a ton of work in the online space as professional hypnotists. And it made sense to invite Marion Spurgeon back onto the program once again. She was episode number 217 back in May of 2019. And the reason why I invited Marion back on is that since then, She's done an amazing job of churning out content in terms of videos online, and also a bit of a unique approach to the products that she puts out. And we're going to talk about this in the conversation that so often people think in terms of long-form content, really teaching someone, giving someone a full session. And Marion's put out a program that most of the videos are only about two, three, or four minutes because that's all they needed to be. So helping people to get that small, quick win, and this is unique based on the conversations that I've already released in this two-part series, which would be that so often if we can condition the experience of the client in advance, it's a natural transition to keep them in that digital format. So by the use of a product, people are building rapport with you, building that connection with you, and then it's an even easier transition to now bring them into that online space. So rather than drive to my office instead, rather than watching me online digitally pre-recorded, it's an easy pivot to now bring them into that online experience. The difference is now you're in real time, and that's an amazing way to approach this. And the value of having that rapport, positioning yourself at the end of the funnel, there's some really workable knowledge in this conversation. There's some cool resources that Marion mentions too, like Thrive Themes, which I use for the Virginia Hypnosis website. We're going to be rebuilding WorkSmart Hypnosis, likely on that platform too. We also mentioned Keep, K-E-A-P, which is sort of the entry level to Infusionsoft. So be sure to head over to the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com where we're going to link to all of that and make that easy for you to find. That being said too, check out worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash now online. No punctuation, no spaces, all one word, now online. And that's the first episode that I put out in this response to the coronavirus series. And on that page, there is a step-by-step -step tutorial that shows you exactly the tools that I use and how to set up online sessions. There's some done-for-you email templates you can make use of right away. And we keep adding more stuff to that page just as a hub of this current time that we're in, uh, including some upcoming training events that are actually happening interactively online as well. So check that out, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash now online. And with that, let's jump directly into this session here. Episode number 266, Marion Spurgeon goes online. Hey, Marion, had you back on the podcast here to talk about exactly how it is that you kind of split your time in terms of seeing clients in person and also seeing them online and of course some of the modifications but you were last on i believe in may of 2019 kind of catch us up since then what have you been up to since then oh i've been up to so much over january i launched an eft course that was a 30-day challenge for weight loss and that went over really well 
and uh, I presented at Hypnothoughts, and I presented at Mid-America, and I presented at the ICBCH virtual conference, and I got teacher trained. I got a new office. I think, did I have the office when we recorded that episode? I think you were just about to move into it. Okay. So um, circling back around to now, because of this whole uh, epidemic thing, it kind of gave me pause that I really could be doing everything that I want to be doing online. And that was my intention that I had set in January before I knew that circumstances would precipitate it. So I'm really excited to be talking about this with you today. Yeah, and I want to chat for a moment about the structure of the EFT course that you put out because I'll, I'll tell the quick story that it was Jeff Walker who's in the uh, online marketing world that one time I bought a course from him that was 40 hours and the second version of the course he released, he pops up and goes, you might notice it's now nine hours. It's not that I cut material out. It's that I got better at teaching it. Yeah. And that hurt because that was the week I was launching a 40-hour course. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> so it's where so often people think in terms of products, it's got to be something long and detailed. Your videos in that in that program were pretty brief though, right? Yeah, they're all about between one and three minutes long. And when I launched it, I was a little bit insecure about putting them out at that length. The reason why I did it is just that that's what made the most sense to me. That's how I practice EFT. And since then, I've actually purchased a couple of other digital products that model that. And I love that, like taking it myself and just having a really compact brief point of focus where you just that focused learning it's not the the quantity that matters it's the quality of your attention that you're able to pay for that yeah so to get that sort of small quick win in that brief span of time and then get people on with their day carrying that success yeah and also really embracing the power of having that consistency over time like what you do is so much more important than what you say that you're going to do. I mean, how many of us have bought a, a long course and not finished it? Right, right. Which I think sometimes does have to come to what is the specific content that's being presented. So it's not that one is better than the other. It's just to kind of ask what's appropriate for this format. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So then looking at the work that you were doing, which you're, correct me on this, your home is about an hour or so away from your actual office? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, soon to not be office, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and, and is that being motivated by this? Or I know you set that plan, you said back in January. So uh, my plan back in January was I was going to phase out. But then when this all happened, I was just like, well, why am I phasing out? Why don't I just do what I said I wanted to do? Right, yeah. I had to change all my clients over to online because uh, – we are in a shelter in place order right now. And um, most people were pretty cooperative. And I have to thank you for some of the advice that you gave me about just telling them, like not, not asking them. I think if you ask people, like leave this up to you, then they feel like they have to evaluate. Is this going to be better? Or is this going to be worse? And I think that there's also under these circumstances right now that we're dealing with, there's just kind of a general discomfort with change. But I was just like, hey, this is what we're doing. And people are like, okay. 
Right. Even the people that were less comfortable with technology, I just told them, hey, this is a Zoom link. I'm going to send you this link. All you have to do is tap it on your phone and we'll be connected. It's super easy. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's different ranges of this that I, the, the catchphrase that, you know, the schools closed as of Thursday last week here, and then the official announcement that they're closed the rest of the school year came two days ago. And, you know, we've been kind of living off the premise of, wow, what a long year this week has been. Yeah, It's where everyone's having to make some rapid adjustments. So this one little step, and I think you're right, the best thing you can do in that moment is just treat it as being absolutely normal. There will be some adjustment. I was on the phone with someone yesterday who was calling in by way of like a three-level referral to come with his wife to quit smoking. And just that he's in his early 70s. They don't have, he goes, I have dumb phones, not smartphones. And just the <laughs> idea of the video conference. And he goes, well, I was really excited about doing it next week, but you know that makes sense. And well, if it's taken me 50 years to decide to quit, I guess I can wait an extra month. Yeah. 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 So then what's, uh, from, from the experience of working live and in person to live online, what are some of those modifications that you may find yourself doing? Well, one thing that I like to do is I like to just uh, say, like, if we get disconnected, here's what's going to happen. Although I haven't had that happen with Zoom yet, but it's always good to know you're not going to get stuck in hypnosis. You can just (laughs) (laughs) rejoin me. Oh, actually, I did have that happen one time when I was working with somebody in um, Belgium, I think, and she had a very bad connection to her Wi-Fi. And it was actually at a pretty unfortunate moment that we got disconnected because she was having a very intense emotional experience. And uh, I just had to wait for her to circle back around, but everything was okay. She she was good and we were able to finish the session. Right. I, I mentioned that, uh, that you're right, that that's a technology issue that's kind of fallen away. The idea, yes, we still sometimes get dropped phone calls based on where we are. Yet Zoom is a platform. I don't think I've ever actually had Zoom drop out, though I will share the uh, behind-the-scenes commentary that uh, Rob DeGroof was on the program in this series uh, about a week ago, and we were both talking about – and it's not Sheila Granger's fault, uh, but we were both talking about doing webinar events, and her internet was the one dropping out. So you know, it's always good, you're right, to give that disclaimer that just treat it nonchalantly. If we ever get disconnected, you'll just easily reestablish and pick up where we left off. Now that I'm saying that, though, I'm realizing the same thing. I've never had Zoom really die on us. It's not Zoom, but there are other things that could fail, like the Wi-Fi or, you know, you never know. What I'm, about other to people- say, I'm about to say something really old here. I'm now in my head going, what about screensavers? And suddenly there's flying toasters. Right. That's or old. Seth, you know what? <laughs> I had the funniest thing happen the other day. And if I had placed a disclaimer about it, it might have freaked her out. But like, <laughs> she, I had a client that um, she tried to sign in on her laptop and she couldn't get it to work. And she was handed it off to her husband. She's like, can you see my husband? And I'm like, no, I can't. And then we kind of like shut that down and she moved over to her phone. Well, then like 30 minutes later, halfway into her session, like her husband was fiddling with her phone and accidentally rejoined us. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> awkward. Um, but she didn't seem to mind at all. Right. <laughs> Here's something that I have been doing with Zoom. And I don't know. So... If, if you have, I had a question like this in hypnotic women too, 
if people join the room multiple times, like from their phone and from their laptop, and they are not tech savvy enough to have, figure out how to exit the room from their other sign in, what you can do is you can quit the program, restart it. And then if you want to add an extra layer of security, you can add a password to the room. And what I do with my clients is I add a password of their first name to make it super easy for them to remember. Hmm, nice. But maybe what I should do, like if within the case where she, her husband accidentally joined, if I had, when I rejoined the session, if I had sent her a new link with a different password, then that wouldn't have happened. So that's just like my learning curve on that. Though I will share an unfortunate moment, which now I know better, uh, was years ago, inside of business systems, we did some sort of group uh, webinar coaching program around like email campaigns. And there was someone who decided to watch the video while they were getting ready. And as we're all now shouting, we can see you in the shower. <laughs> and, and in spite of those few moments of a shouting and suddenly this uh, at least, you know, frosted glass glazed over naked image behind, uh, <laughs> I'm like, it was in my head going, yeah, but the content was really good. And I paid my video guy a lot of money to, to black out that box <laughs> and crop out the moments of us yelling at this person that we can That's see so you funny. and these surprised faces. Um, but, you know, at least there is really now that I know better, the technology, you can, I'm going to use the negative term here, but kick someone out of a room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of blooper videos on Zoom going around <laughs> lately because everyone has had to shift to online this week. Yeah, well, it's it's going to be one of those learning curves, but the same as I flash back to the previous office I had before this one where I had to give instructions in terms of how do you find my office? And it included the phrase, no, really, there's more offices in the back. Mm -hmm. So there's always some modification, some utilization, even if it's you know, cars parking outside, doors closing in the office next door. These are things we just deal with what emerges and incorporate in. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of the actual work of the process, I know you incorporate EFT. I know also then bringing in the hypnosis. How do you modify that experience from the in-person to the online for your sessions? How do I modify it? I don't know. I feel like it's pretty much the same. I I guess um, if there was anything that I was doing where I might like tap a hand or touch a forehead or touch a tuning fork to somebody, just like tuning in empathically to the other person and just kind of like working working with them, you together. Yeah. One of the things that I wanted to say um, before I forget is that one of the ways that I have been able to get people on board with doing online sessions is plugging the benefits over live sessions. Yeah. And one of the benefits that I have been able to come up with is um, in the home environment, you are around all of those triggers that you're dealing with. You're in the environment where the problem occurs. So being able to be in your environment with your session, we can actually kind of harness that in order to make the change that you want to make. Right. That's great. And I mean, to look at how I use the same thing here and with Northern Virginia traffic, the benefit of now, we don't have to inoculate the stress of driving to this office. A location that's five miles from you that shouldn't take an hour. <laughs> so yeah. in the environment where the work needs to be addressed, that's where we're actually affecting these changes. I've had that actually come up in session where my client was like, you know, she was like, I feel like I can't 
take care of myself when my kids need something. And, you know, she knew intellectually it was fine. They, they didn't even really expect her to be there, but she felt like, so we worked on mm -hmm. that. So let's, let's go back to January. Cause that was a little bit of, you know, forward thinking and definitely paying out that, uh, this decision to start to take the business online, what was kind of the thinking behind that, that motivated that? It was back to that new year's resolution that I wanted to start putting more stuff online. I wanted to, eventually I wanted to be thinking about, you know, being able to travel around or live anywhere that I want to. And of course that our commute is an incredible motivator for me yeah. too. Um, <laughs> so, um, I was just thinking also in terms of diversifying how I, um, how I offer things and having digital programs is a really wonderful way of helping people to, um, get develop that relationship with you in a really scalable way. That's a huge point that, that mindset of, we, we talk about funnel marketing and the more that you mm -hmm. can do to position yourself at the end of the funnel. So by the time they actually get to you, whether it's through video conference software or even in person, they've already got that rapport with you that it's, it's common for me to have people at a training event say that, wow, everybody else in the room was a stranger, but I already knew you because yeah. they've been listening to this. They've been watching the videos and the clients repeating the same things as well. Mm -hmm. I love having that EFT course made right now, even though I'm not actively promoting it right now, because I'm able to offer it to the clients that I'm already working with as supplemental material for them to work with in between our sessions. And it makes what we do together so much more effective. And even better that you use the term supplemental there, as opposed to where most people would look at the word reinforcement. And yes, we're just talking semantics here. Yet, we become even more efficient in our work because that's now something that you don't necessarily have to do live. That's something mm -hmm. that continues to strengthen the work even beyond it. Yeah. It's teaching good habits. It's teaching how to do what we do together yourself. And I think that that's a really empowering way to come at it. Yeah. And let's, let's dip the toes briefly into some of the technology uh, because the way that you were putting out that course, you kind of found some cool systems to to make that a whole lot easier. Can you give some of those references of those platforms? Yeah, I made it, I uploaded it to Vimeo and I tried on YouTube first because it was free and there is a free plan on Vimeo too, but my free version of YouTube wasn't really working so well because when I tried to embed it in my login course, they were throttling the sound. So... I think YouTube doesn't want you to do that. They don't want you to like make money off of a course that you're hosting on their site. Well, they're pretty open about their policies. I actually got an alert and there's a there's another way around what I what I've been doing that most of my notes that I give to outsourcers, I do by way of videos. And the easy hack was I was using the software Camtasia, which is a screen recording software. But then I upload the notes to YouTube as an unlisted video. And I, I got uh, my wrist slapped the other week <laughs> that as much as there's hundreds of public videos on the Work Smart Hypnosis channel, there's thousands of little two and three minute videos unlisted, yeah. which is the various notes going, hey, this border's not the same size as the others. Can you fix it? Uh -huh. um, so you're right. Vimeo tends to be that easiest solution. So that covers where the videos were stored. And yes, they've got a yeah. free version, which does put their watermark on it and eventually grow out of that. But what other platforms did you find? I use Keep, which is Infusionsoft for email. That's how I deliver it. I made a 30-day sequence where I would um, share each video every day. 
so I had the videos uh, through a login on my website, which I set up with Thrive Apprentice and Sendowell. And I want to say that that setup right now, it's pretty cool, but it's kind of testing the limits of my technical ability. (laughs) And I'm pretty good with tech. So I think that probably like if I were advising somebody who is just getting started with this, like do what's the, the simplest, fastest, shortest route to what you're trying to do. And for some people that might be hosting it on Gumroad and for some people that might be taking the Vimeo and delivering it by email, just kind of cutting out the website in the middle. Right. I'm still kind of figuring out uh, how to, how to work with that. And the sort of strength behind all of this is that always retain those original videos. So this way, if you need to move platform, um, I got, did you get the Thrive recommendation for me? Was that the sequence? Yeah. or Yeah. Because I got that recommendation from Chris Thompson, you know, with Mike Mandel. And then we just launched the Virginia Hypnosis website on that same Thrive platform sometime next week. Hey, we've got some downtime, it seems. We're going to be rebuilding all of Work Smart Hypnosis on that platform too, which this is a cool thing. We'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, I, I find the same thing that there's a level where I go, no, 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 wait, I'm a hypnotist. I outsource. Let me give some. I know, else. right? <laughs> I feel like I can do most of that stuff. And then I hit just like one little thing where I can't even always tell whether it's that I don't know how to do what I'm doing or there is actually like some sort of bug there. Yeah. We were, we were chatting before we hopped on that my, uh, key programmer is uh, missing an action at the moment for some reason. So I had another designer that I just reached out to say, hey, can you fix this one thing? And like the level of detail that it turned out to be to make sure that the page was like left centered and uh, aligned. I'm like, I have no idea what you just did. You just earned every bit of that 50 bucks I just paid you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's done. But this this brings up a real key point. And this is part of the reason I wanted to have you back on in this uh, series that we're doing, which is that if you can condition the client to interact with you in that digital format, it's a natural pivot to say, and we can do that also in the same format as well online. And it's no longer something out of the ordinary. If you condition the relationship in that format, it's an easy step to then continue it in that way. Absolutely. And and to the point where I also thought about maybe my next step is to start doing discovery calls on Zoom, right? Yeah, that's actually, that's popped up a couple of times here so far that, okay. um, you know, here's the person who's, as soon as I heard, I'm like, I'm going to start doing that, yeah. <laughs> which is that... A little hack for me is that, and I think I mentioned this in a previous session, and this is only because I don't like my new office phone, that uh, my clients now, as soon as they go through the gatekeeper of the velvet rope thing that I do, then they get my personal cell phone number. And that's only because it's more convenient for me. (laughs) And if I can see that they have an iPhone, I know I can text them. I know I could even FaceTime them. And just to condition that relationship, I think it's a great move that I'm going to start to I'm going to start to make use of more myself in the next week ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then having the programs available, of course, is a great entry point for people to find you. So how are, you mentioned working with someone in Belgium. How, how are these people finding you in terms of these online sessions? Well, uh, that, that one that I referenced, that was just um, because we'd known each other from an online community. But mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think the more you can put yourself online, the more that you can put videos online. And um, actually, also, a lot of my remote sessions have been people that I have known when I lived in other cities. So they already know me. And so that becomes an easy step. Yeah. So then what are those uh, steps that you've mentioned, uh, kind of building out that online platform? What are the, some of the things you're setting in motion now to, to bump that up? I just submitted for approval a Groupon for online sessions. I have no idea if they will approve it. It's basically an online version of what I had been trying to do right before that, which was to have like a, an in-person group session. Yeah. So I just listed four different workshops for grief, anxiety, stress, and um, and hope. Like, and I submitted that to them, and they're gonna get back to me with their feedback, and then we'll see see how that turns out. But I think that I think this is a really good time for that because I think people can't go out in person a lot of a lot of them and uh, so so they're open to doing things a new way right which even i mean i'm considering the groupon model just in terms of the theory of it that in general they've been a group that you know i, I talked about at one point how i would run the group sessions and I, I did living social which i believe they're now the same company yeah and we're kind of in a territory where uh, that's not how we usually do things. Uh, doesn't hold up right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I'd be curious to hear if they take that, though at the same time, consider that, you know, this is still a viable platform that can be built out and it just comes down to, you know, list building, maybe a bit of PR and the same model works. And now you don't have to give someone else 52%. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I want to add another thing for intake forms that yeah. you and Michael DeShallot both recommended Wufu, and I like that. Like I've been using that. I've gotten people to to switch over to that. So no more paper. Yeah, which even better the fact that you get that in advance. It's already filled out. You're able to go in and actually you know define uh, the reason why. For years, I fought against the online forms is that I did find, and I still believe it to be true, that if they had to handwrite some of the answers like in the outcomes, mm -hmm. I got better data. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting more like feel better stuff again, but the, the simple trick to that, oh, you can't submit the form until these fields are complete. Yeah. But in my world, the sequence is they've already paid online and now they get the form. So they're already clearly committed into the process. Yeah, that is the same for me too. Are you, this is going to be more technical for people who haven't yet seen it. Are you doing like one long form page or are you doing multiple pages with that? Multiple pages. Yeah. I think it's easier for people to digest. If they see a big long form, it might overwhelm them. Yeah. Which I mean, so much of this that assuming this is a brief tunnel in history that we pass through, so much of this is going to continue to streamline a lot of the work that we do. Do you find there's certain approaches kind of going back to the hypnotic techniques? Do you find there's certain approaches you tend to lean on more heavily in an online session? You mean in terms of like hypnotic techniques? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I do pretty much the same thing that I always do with my clients. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it's pretty much the same. I'll share a funny thing that I caught myself doing, which is that with the Zoom technology, all you have to do is hit a button and record it, and then it's done. And then there's an audio that you can possibly share with the client. And for years, though, I, I still believe this, that I only give the audio 
if it's something that's going to strengthen what we've done. But if the session was about releasing a problem, not that I don't want them remembering it, it's that I don't provide the audio, but I kind of caught myself that I was defaulting to always share the audio because I could. Mm -hmm. Kind of dipping back to realizing, oh, wait, here's my system in the office. If it's something that's going to be more educational, then I'll share with you some other video that I've produced some other MP3 file that I've created rather than the entire, you know, 48, 50 minute long session. So sometimes the convenience of the platform makes you think, oh, I can use this too. And really that might not be the most necessary thing. Yeah. 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 I think that that is true. Yeah. Uh, I don't tend to lean heavily on script, but I feel like if I wanted to, that would be an advantage doing it online because I can just look at the screen and look like I'm still looking at my client. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm not using scripts, but I am cheating. And this was the thing I did figure out with Skype back in the day that, and I, and I say this to the clients and this is my phrasing that all of these video platforms are a straw and only so much of the milkshake fits through at a time. So, which is why click, you've noticed that my video feed has now turned off because your eyes are going to be closed in a couple of minutes anyway. Mm -hmm. But with Skype, when we were having issues with call drops, I found by at least turning off my video feed, that kind of saved some of the buffering and made it work better. That's a really good point. I might consider doing that. I, I haven't done that yet. And I think that people do feel security and being able to look up and see that I'm there if they want mm -hmm. to, but yeah. Well, especially, I mean, depending on the work that I'm doing, sometimes I am doing a lot of fractionation where it may be like four or five shorter sessions in the span of the entire time. Mm -hmm. Admittedly, I am then toggling the video feedback on, which is silly because only I see it. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, looking at sort of the work moving forward, do you find there's certain things you're hearing more requests for at the time or certain things you're focusing on more or how are you kind of directing what's coming in? Well, I've been getting a lot of requests for stop smoking lately. I think mm -hmm. it's a really great time to be helping people quit smoking when we're in this time of, uh, you know, uh, pneumonia. But I am going to continue building out online programs. My, the one that I'm working on right now is just kind of a continuation of my EFT, except it's more straight hypnosis. And then I'm going to do... Uh, an intermittent fasting program. Oh, nice. Excellent. Which anytime we can identify one specific need and help people do that even better. Well, yeah, sure. I think that um, after you've gotten all of the kind of basic healthy habits down for kind of classic standard weight loss, I think that most people could benefit from doing intermittent fasting. It's not for everyone, but it is for some people. And for those it's for, it's really, really good. Well, even to kind of branch out from that, you know, as I used to say, you know, call it niche, not niche, because niche rhymes with rich. But mm -hmm. the, the other side of that, though, is to go even further and go micro niche, that that's such a specific thing. And I mean, I, I crack the joke, at least in the hypnosis profession and uh, the worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash now online page that we've just been adding more stuff to during this time. There's, um, I, I cracked the joke that, yeah, somehow I still have the number one spot on uh, YouTube for uh, Dave Elman induction modified for Skype. But that's because <laughs> apparently only one of us thought to do that video. <laughs> uh, there may be others that are out there, but because that was one of the first ones for something so ultra specific. So that's not really bragging rights. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
to look that there's only a few people I know, uh, Rory Fulcher, Joseph Onesta have talked about that theme as well, but to get, you know, that laser focus towards this one specific need where yeah. I've, I've worked with power lifters, I've worked with bodybuilders, which is a lot of fun to be talking to them about eating more after you've seen a client for eating less. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that also, I get excited hearing you talk about that because, okay, so that does lead into another thing. So I, now if I'm going to go online and I'm not going to specifically lean on my office, I'm going to not so much lean on the branding. I have like my domain is quadcityshypnosis.com and I'm not going to get rid of that geographic domain. But it has made me realize that I want to invest more time building out marionspurgeon.com and start uh, kind of making that the, the top title, right? Marion Spurgeon subheading hypnotist, right? As opposed to the other way around. Right. Which I think is a great move. And you were inside of business systems when I was talking about the commentary as to the new build out of Virginia hypnosis was that it was less and less focused as being a local business and more so about here's this person that everyone knows in this industry who happens to be in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit more focused on me as opposed to what the website used to be, which to call it out, uh, age of a website is a big factor of search engine optimization. That's now a 10-year-old website. Mm -hmm. But what I talk about in terms of search engine optimization is I've built my own spider web. So yeah. that points at jasonlinette.com, which also brings in clients. That points at Work Smart Hypnosis, which also actually brings in clients and then everything else. So I think that's a smart move, especially as you're considering an upcoming move and other you know possibilities to have, I always say, you know, if you can get the website with your name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone the, should do that, whether yeah. they even plan on building it or not. Right. One of the top, I think one of the top 25 search terms that people type into the web that gets them to Virginia Hypnosis is my name. And I can mm -hmm. only mind read what's going on there. And deeper <laughs> in that listing is Jason Lynette reviews. Mm -hmm. So in our modern era of all things, uh, you know, social, you know, checkpoints that people will check up on you to see who you are and what you do. They're going to find your website the same as you, let's go to Groupon. Sometimes products pop up on Groupon and I may then bounce over to Amazon and go, is this thing any good? Oh dear, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, totally. I actually, I know that people do that for me too. I know when I spoke to uh, Keep Customer Service or my coach, I can't remember, but he stalked me before he talked to me. And that's the first thing that comes up for my name is my domain name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So uh, before we wrap things up here, where can people find you? How can they best get in contact with you? That would be marionspurgeon.com. Excellent. We'll put links to that in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. And then some of these resources that we've talked about here too. Uh, before we wrap it up, any final thoughts for those uh, folks out there who are still making that move and migrating their services online? Yeah. Well, um, my words of encouragement are you're not doing it alone. We're all doing this at the same time, pretty much. And uh, I'm definitely always happy to, uh, to help. So feel free to friend me on Facebook and reach out. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, for sharing it on your social media streams, and of course, leaving your reviews online too. Once again, check out worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 
now online. That's where you can find the resources that we first put out when the whole coronavirus issue hit, including step-by-step -step tutorials, done-for-you email marketing templates, and on top of that too, you can see some upcoming events that are happening in real time online. I look forward to seeing you in person soon, and of course, once again, wash your hands, please. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at WorkSmartHypnosis.com.